0: Before we go ahead and get started with this episode today, I just wanted to take a minute and bring to you guys' attention. There's going to be a rally going on in front of the old Fayette County Public Schools building. You may have seen it. It's on Main Street, right across from Sav's, Um, and there is going to be a rally going on there because the counselors over cops rally, basically demanding that Fayette County Public Schools uh, decrease funding for school safety resource officers, SROs. Um, and decrease their presence, etc. We're going to be getting into the nitty-gritty of that today, but if you are one of those people who does not tune in to Side B, uh, then that is something to uh, put on your calendar. Wednesday, May 19th from 3 to 5 p.m. That's at the former Fayette County Public Schools District Offices, 701 East Main, for those of you who don't know where that is. Again, that's 701 East Main, 3 to 5 on Wednesday the 19th we should have some other special programming coming up in the future so make sure you stay tuned for that uh and i think we're gonna go ahead and start the episode now
1: uh yes this is lame
0: lame uh this is the lexington adjudication marxist experience Ooh. yes it's the 13th of may 2021 i'm aaron and i'm jenry And you guys can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us all of your questions, comments, and episode suggestions at LexLamePod at gmail.com.
1: This is a um, news and editorial podcast, both from a um, uh, perspective of a uh, um, dropout, a Durban geography student, me, and of course our on-staff Marxist, Aaron. And um, we sure do like reading the news and editorializing on it. Speaking of which um news today uh um if you notice the intersection of upper and short street uh the red lights are now blinking for those of you kentuckians that may not be aware of this that's a stop sign now folks um and the hope is that they will traffic will be better because we turned one one intersection into a stop sign which i am uh yeah i'm skeptical of just the one change however um You know, baby steps, right? We'll take victories where we get them. Something, something, something. Um, Speaking of uh, a a dumb baby steps, uh, Euclid Avenue now has a median and a crosswalk across from the Kroger. Um, But of course, uh, from my understanding, they are going to be just putting in one of those beg buttons like they have on uh, North Limestone. No, South Limestone. Thank you, Um, Handel Agree. Yeah, thank you, Handel Agree, I guess. But um, until I see a lighted intersection where the cars have to actually stop, mm, I'll believe it. Is all I'll say to that. Um,
0: I believe historically the reason that Euclid Avenue doesn't have very many uh, stoplights is because of the fact that they took away the parking on the side when they were expanding it. They mm-hmm. gave that to the bike lanes. Yeah. So as a compromise, they uh, they got the bike lanes in exchange for no traffic lights, That's except for at
1: Woodland. An insane compromise. Um but that's all hearsay. Yeah. Speaking of more hearsay, I haven't seen this personally, but so I have many sources throughout the city have tried to tell me this that Woodland Avenue has a median going in. Yes, um, so the Woodland well.
0: Avenue median is in. I've seen it. Um, there is uh, some interesting things going on there. Yeah, have I they abolished say. the parking? Um, along Woodland Avenue to put oh, the median. Correction, Kentucky Avenue. Oh one, one street parallel makes a lot more sense. Folks. Yeah, the Kentucky Avenue has a, a median. I was I was losing right plans. by Woodland Park, know you know guy. where all these people. Yeah, uh,
1: I mean a great park. Well, I can't recommend it enough. Everyone's right? favorite. Um, and literally all that's all the interesting news that has been fit to print yeah. that the Herald Leader decided to take up upon. Oh, well, that's not necessarily true. We do talk. They do talk about it a little bit further, but however, um, I'd like to dedicate my time this episode to talking about what the city council has been up to. Right, um, specifically. I'd like to talk to you about the uh, planning and public safety committee.
0: We haven't heard from city council in a while. Maybe, I, know. I know they've been scheming. They've been, I mean,
1: they've been up to their, uh, to their old antics. So, um, add a, uh, let me see. Is this the, uh, there we go. Yeah. So I'd like to introduce you all to the, um, April 6th, 2021, um, uh, planning and public safety meeting. I know a while ago, a little blast of the past, but, um, I mean, you got to check it out. This was a, meeting that was attended um, by uh, basically every single counselor, even though every council member is not a vo- uh, voting member. Notably Vice Mayor Kay Legree, Fred Brown, the evil one, and, Malo- and Richard Bologna. Um, those are the uh, not they're non-voting members. They just show up and to uh, check it out. James Brown, I believe, is the chair. Um, does it say at the top? No, of course not. Legistar failed me again. Um we're doing some stuff. Uh, they're talking more about the deed restriction on Richmond Road, which we already covered a few episodes ago. This is the uh, Lexington Motorsports and Malibu Jack scenario um, that's going on at the uh, intersection of Richmond and... Manor. Um, it's Manoir. like Manoir. It's I think it's yeah, Manor. It's, it's, it's a weird, weird part of town. Um, mostly car dealerships. Uh, so now we're getting to um, sort of a... Uh, One of the great, um, great mysteries of the world in which we live, Um, it is, of course, what happened at the um, at this meeting in regards to um, the work towards the 2023 comprehensive plan. As we know, we have a. The city does something called a comprehensive plan for what their vision is um, for the next five years, which is ironic because they really assume they're going to maintain power for all five years. Um, But I love it. I love the hubris, right? Five-year plans, I'm actually all for. Um,
0: We, we as a podcast, endorse five-year plans. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. (laughs)
1: Um, In a shocking... um, and for a long time, listeners of this podcast, you may be shocked to um to hear those words as I was. Um, you may remember Council Member David Kloiber, He, uh, freshman, um, on the City Council. He's been around. He's you know just like LeGriz. Uh, whoa, LeGriz. <laughs> I was thinking of a uh, handle LeGri- Hannah Lagrizz, and Liz Sheehan at the same time. Um, LeGriz, hand. LeGriz yeah, the uh, the great the great duo of um. So we have, a uh, Hannah LeGree, Liz Sheehan, David Kloiber, and there's a few others, but those are really the most interesting people that were elected this year, this time around, like freshman people. And of course, for those of you all remember back, the very first episode of Land that went public, um, was the, uh, episode when these people were sworn in to city council. So, um, I really feel like I'm, I'm growing along with them. Right. And growing they are because David Kloiber, um, you might recognize him as just a, uh, um, a uh, one of, just one of the many evil, evil children that Lexington Catholic put out. That's what I clocked him as. I mean, anyone who advertised the fact that they graduated from Lexington Catholic honestly deserves the worst. Um, and I really was not, I was excited. I was really bracing for a kind of like Preston Worley character out of this guy. But I found myself agreeing with him in this, and it's worrying me. And it's worrying me because once again, I feel like I'm just not seeing the whole picture, and that's why I'm agreeing with him um and not doing it.
0: But we've we've not become neoliberal hacks yet.
1: Yeah, not yet. I mean that I mean once the money starts streaming in from civic lex, I mean, you know, that <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't even say that was a straight face. Yeah,
1: once we become just absorbed by state media, um anyway, so um cloyber has suggested a suggested a resolution um that would instruct the division of planning to use any and all tools to address housing scarcity in lexington right now for all the blake halls in the audience listening um you all know you know very well what the um the uh deal with lexington is we don't we have a um a an upcoming housing crisis as does most of the society and very few people know what to do with this david cloyber wants to get out ahead on this one folks um, and, um, it is very interesting that David wants to acknowledge that housing scarcity, like, 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 like attribute housing scarcity is like the, um, main thing. Cause I'm general, I mean, like I'm inclined to believe him. Right. I am, I would say generally would agree with his statement that he wants to put forth. Right. Now the question becomes, how does, a course, becomes how, you know, how do you want to, how do you plan? you know, to go further with this. Right. Because obviously, um, an expansion of the urban service boundary is, um, an unacceptable outcome in my mind. Uh, simply building more suburb will only make us more miserable. Um, so I don't know, but I mean, I have, I big hopes, right? So let's read, let's take a minute now to check, to revisit for those of you who are unaware of the, um, unaware of the, uh, the um oh, brand gone imagine lexington um re- uh, review of the comprehensive plan right here are some here are some themes right i'm just gonna just hit them off on you real fast Utilize a people-first design, ensuring roadways are moving people efficiently and providing pedestrian infrastructure that's context-sensitive to vehicle environment and land uses. Ensure proper road connections provide provide friendly pedestrian street patterns. Single loaded streets should be utilized in order to establish clear public access to neighborhood focal points, whatever that means. Promote roadway, pedestrian, and bicycle connectivity. Improve air quality by reducing vehicle miles traveled attract and retain young professionals. Okay. Whatever by improving affordable housing opportunities, good amenities and entertainment options that are attractive to them. Continue to create true multimodal and mixed use community with safe and quality access to communal facilities, green space, employment, neighborhood businesses, shopping and entertainment, promote quality of life aspects, including green space as an attraction to new businesses and residents, design street networks that provide alternative route options, which reduces traffic congest- congestions. We're living in a socialist utopia. Um, as far as these people are concerned. Um, so that's what that's what is up with that. Um there is this other ordinance which I swear was also talked about that at that meeting. This is a very can No, I am right. I'm on I'm I'm losing my mind, folks. It's been so difficult compiling these resources together. Um the people who uh put the information in Legistar are in my humble opinion really slacking. Um I've noticed a general decrease in quality over the uh months we've been um tracking uh legistar at this if moment.
0: Uh, if you or someone you know or a loved one have uh any contact with anyone involved with Ledgerstar legistar in any way whatsoever <laughs> please let them know that uh you know if we were doing this podcast but it was about things that happened in lexington like a month ago we'd be we'd be set but if you wanted to know what things that happened like today or even yeah. within the past week, you
1: you have to exclusively watch the. Um, I mean, like really, you're you're doomed to just watch the videos and take ardent notes.
0: And so normally, you know, for for lame, I guess to kind of see how the sausage is made. Here Whoa. we just have we have a, an agenda sheet. Um, but it generally, has made me print out. That's these, right. These I ordinances. hate trees.
1: Yeah, um, I've printed out many documents from Legistar this time around to try and expedite this process because I am covering some events that happened in later times, but it's kind of confusing because the event, the um, last council work session that happened last week um, has to do with a lot of this stuff, which is why, you know, um, I shouldn't complain. The work of journalism is difficult. We're doing very hard work out here, folks. What something, something, something. Um, So anyway, so we want to... um, David Kloiber wants to instruct the... um, the uh, division of planning to quote, use any and all tools to address housing scarcity in Lexington, noting some things that, uh, you know, um, housing scarcity is, you know, the price has gone up by some, where's the, let me find my other paper real quick. Um, Cause he pointed out how much it goes up by, um, it is increased by 37% for single family residences since 2014. Um, that is meeting housing prices. Um, gentrification becomes worse as median housing prices increase. Obviously,
0: tune into our last episode for side B. To, oh, we uh, talked about a, gentrification. Get a good, a very uh, good overview of highly, gentrification. A
1: highly reviewed, very well received inter- um, uh, summation of gentrification.
0: Although um, that actually reminds me, we did we did get a correction. Oh, on, um, on, you got to tell me the stuff on that, um, and I'm pulling it up right now. It's from none other than Blake Hall. Yeah, thank um, you, Blake. So, in the last episode, you actually said that uh, 70% of people in Lexington are homeowners. Yeah. Um, that, is not the, that is not true. What is the case? Um, so, to quote Blake Hall, you may have been thinking of the percentage of single-family detached housing, mm-hmm. which is something like 61%. Okay, yeah. That's and bad. with another 3 to 6% single-family attached. Also, really good explanation of gentrification. Um, okay, but what's the number? What's the number? Was, so, that was it. He was saying um, oh. a little over half of uh homeowners are in Lex- okay. Lexington. okay a majority over half. Um, i was within 20 points of error but you but you were thinking of a different number so yeah. well, to, to reiterate um i was speaking
1: a- i was speaking about single detached housing Yeah, not yeah um wonderful thank you blake thank you for humiliating me on my own podcast keep up the good work um i earnestly mean it uh so this plan drew some issues with some council members. Um, and uh let's see let's lamb uh susan lamb was one of the people who voted against it let's see what she said um i'm reading here from the official summary um on legistar of this uh april 6th uh, meeting lamb said the comprehensive plan is a continuous tool and the division of planning is continuously working on it, as well as other groups and agencies are working to address this issue she emphasized that the division of planning is working towards increasing density so we can Trust the demand for user housing. She expressed concern that the resolution comes across as though we are saying division of planning isn't doing enough. So at this time, she can't support the resolution. Now, in a way, Susan Lamb, I would agree. I would say we aren't doing enough. Um, I would I would go further to say that um, uh, we need socialized housing now. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, not. Let me say this: uh, I'm not seeing a single council member here mention rent control, which is an easy, easy one. Um, but Um, Plowman who, uh, I believe, Oh, I, it's, it's not Plowman. It's Baxter, but Baxter also voted no on this. Um, because Baxter is literally the real estate agent. Um, Plowman has some real estate energy, um, Plowman spoke about this language in the resolution, that quote, any and all tools and asked that which tools is he referring to? Demp- David, Cloy, sorry, whoa. Cloyber emphasized with, um, that the intent behind the resolution is intended to help the groups who are working on this and providing them with quote, any and all tools, unquote, <laughs> necessary to address the issue. But he says he isn't certain which tools are needed. Legend. Plowman said she's uncertain about the need for this resolution. And when the comprehensive plan is already addressing the things we know are problems. um, and finally, Steve voice voicemaker Steve Kay, actually comes out with some um, real uh, real critique of this. Um, his main concern is that the uh, is that the city would have its hands tied behind its back in the event like lawyers for some dumb development or whatever are uh, being like, you said you use any and all tools, right? So maybe in a way, Kay has successfully seen through the bullshit on this, Um so, let me see here. where does oh double sided got me, caught me. Um but yeah, the uh one of the big fears is that um is uh that this would once again lead to expanding the urban service boundary, which is something I think we can all agree we don't want. Um, the um so yeah, once again, uh, uh, still draws worry because the people that voted yes to this, right are Preston Worley. Um, I don't even guys know this guy's first name, McKern. He said literally nothing at any of these meetings. I've never heard this guy speak. Um, Jennifer Reynolds did vote yes on it. Cloyber obviously voted yes. Blesdo voted yes. Um, Chuck Ellinger and James Brown also voted yes on this. Right. I what uh, about Hannah Agree? Hannah Agree was not president. Uh, she's not a voting member.
0: Oh, sad. Yeah. I was uh, say Agree, our queen, but she's not on the board.
1: I reject this notion that we have any monarch that governs us, especially one that is elected to our city council and refuses to take our concerns about the uh, about the police, about the funding of the police, seriously. So, um, go ahead, go again, ahead again, a monarch true, supporter,
0: a, a better, a better example, or a good example of why she is our queen because <laughs> she must not, be overthrown. She's, yeah, she's not listening to our concerns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so. Um, that's a little background of that. We will return to this very shortly. I'm going to, I'm giving you these series of events as they happened. Um, uh, the only other interesting thing that related to, um, the, uh, comprehensive plan is, um, they were, they were going to, they want to, um, uh, put some new restrictions or redefine what certain basic things in the fabric of our urban geography are, for instance, they, um, uh, give a new definition of what a block is and they give stricter here. Let me just read from the, um, minute summary of this. This is a staff presentation from a, uh, senior planner from, uh, Stuart Kearns, a senior planner in the transportation planning slash MPO section, blah, 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 Mr. Kearns indicated that with the adoption of the 2018 comprehensive plan, the planning that the Planning Commission initiated amendments articles 1 and 6 of the Land Subdivision Regulation to revise standards for street patterns and continuity. The intent of the amendments was to redefine the term block, decrease block lengths, and remove the minimum block length requirement, um, require connections between existing neighborhoods and new developments, implement more rigorous standards with regards to cul-de-sacs, and revise standards for street patterns and compatible land uses. Uh, Mr. Kern stated that the staff was recommending approval of this text amendment for the reason, blah blah blah, um, and I mean, so if I mean, look, if you're in Lexington and you want to get from one part of the circle to the other, um, you understand the pain, right? Especially that crunch of um, Nicholsville Road between like Southland and Al- Alumni. I feel like I talk about all the, uh, talk about it all the time, but it's one of the m- more egregious examples closer to downtown that I regularly deal with. When I drive into Lexington,
0: it's bad. There was a, like a really bad wreck there the other day. And that like, shut off yeah. all of outbound traffic or all of inbound traffic.
1: Yeah. And you have to, I mean like Lexington, you know, the circle and spoke design, we did not really particularly think forward in a lot of this. Um, but uh, let me just go ahead. Let me read you um, the actual um, resolution. Um, or a part of it. Um, and this resolution. Oh, we're not going to get we're doing chronologically. Sorry, forgive me. So this is the resolution that the um, planning uh, of, uh, planning and physical safety committee, which met last Tuesday, said they um, passed this on block standards. Um, uh, let's see. In general, intersecting streets that determine a block shall be provided at such intervals necessary to meet existing street patterns, topography, and requirements for safe and convenient vehicular travel for Uh, um, convenient vehicular and pedestrian circulation residential blocks shall not exceed 800 feet in length with the block width generally being sufficient to allow two tiers of um, two tiers of and other design oh my god um, I didn't know I had dyslexia until now. Allow two tiers and lots of appropriate depth. Weird. Non-residential blocks shall be of such length, width, and other design as the commission finds necessary for the prospective use, including aqu- adequate position for off-street parking, truck loading, unloading, buffer areas, pedestrian movement, and popular vehicular access to adjacent streets. Um and this is what's more important to me, personally, at least. Um, streets shall be related to topography and shall provide the continuation of existing or dedicated streets in adjoining or nearby tracks in all directions every quarter mile. Street continuity shall be provided between subdivision developments with collector streets. In addition, local street connections shall be provided f- between developments to act as a network to um, to supplement the collector-connector in arterial street systems. Street patterns shall generally allow for circulation with, within and between subdivisions that does not require the use of arterial streets. This is big. Freeways and arterials sh- shall not penetrate or bisect existing or proposed neighborhoods, but rather should be located as an appropriate boundaries for such. If only we had this law, you know, last century, right? Well A lot of pain could have been saved, but those are the big takeaway i mean like i could read you the cul-de-sac link that's so stupid basically cul-de-sacs are bad and we know they are and we're trying to relegate them to um uh, other things um oh, let me see is there anything about that oh that's railroads. sorry um so anyway so we're just go we're just churning through these i feel like
0: lexington at least with the interstate was spared yeah thank god
1: going through the middle Uh, thank christ i mean could you imagine what a what a shit life we would have all been living right now (laughs) if that happened we'd be like cincinnati yeah i'd just be like i don't know or louisville yeah just dying out here um so um with all of this preliminary work right out of the way later on that tuesday after this public um a physical planning uh safety this is may the 4th right um this is the uh on the same day that yahoo Answers shuts down right um we begin our work session meeting right um we have a weird little thing um the administration has asked Hanel agree to modify the docket to include a presentation for the uk rifle team which is supposed to go in before public comment, which I guess they meant to like do that as like a later release because it didn't happen as is. They had the public comment first. I don't know. They just wanted to recognize, congrats, go. But it makes me curious, um, how uh when the administration needs someone to put in something in the docket, is it like a rotating thing? Have they selected handle agree as like the next um as the vehicle for which they will um uh, move on to the younger generation and continue their power
0: handle is the ultimate parliamentarian
1: yeah I mean real interesting stuff Hannah agree's been doing a lot of like these things and I'm like
0: ah. did they um did they alter the docket for our girls in blue the volleyball team
1: I think they did I for for some other part they definitely mentioned it um which I'm like okay I love I love how the, the city council will just burn time doing shit like that it's really funny uh, and then we had a public comment um Multiple requests for people to vote yes on the no-knock warrant that just passed through the no-knock warrant that they voted on in the previous um, thing. As you all noticed, weirdly enough, I didn't talk about the no-knock warning in the planning and public safety. I ran out of time preparing this episode. Um, And I put it on the back burner because um, Beth Musgrave, our icon, finally, she's back. Back up on the high horse over here. She, I mean, she already reported on it. It was already a thing that we all knew was happening. Um, your average Lexingtonian probably knows about the no-knock warrant thing, um, and I'm like, I'll get to it if I have time. But I gotta talk to you all about these damn things. Listen, you all know how I feel about the police. We all know how we feel about no-knock warrants. I mean, you know, what's a what's we're gonna a... We're gonna get into the police. Yeah, we'll deal with the police later. You know, and just to stay stay around for side beat, would you? Um. So, um, they went through. Uh, everyone was like, "Hey, you know, you should vote." yes, to vote no, the no knock warrant. Um, they end up doing it at the end of the meeting, but that's not what we're here for right now. Um, so they took that amendment about the city block thing that I just read you and they tabled it back to planning and public safety for some reason. I don't understand why there wasn't much discussion on it. They're just like, we'll send it back. I'm like, okay. So that's, um, uh, not at the time of recording. That's all we know about that. Um, now the uh, whole of the summary from the April six public and planning safety summary. The um, that is what we led at the beginning, which is um, talking about the all means necessary clause in it, um, is brought up. And Steve K has brought an amendment um, where he has removed um, the uh, uh, all the uh, parts of the resolution where it says we urge the department to do this as fast as possible and implement this into the twenty twenty three plan as fast as possible. Um, Steve K comes with some things to cut um, but notably Steve K wants to cut the part where we where the it explicitly links housing scarcity to rising median income prices which i find interesting um because uh he his reasoning was that he didn't like that we were drawing conclusions in a resolution and to this i say isn't this the purpose of a resolution that you vote on is to draw a conclusion
0: i, I don't think i've ever heard of an open ended an open-ended resolution
1: yeah like a resolution oh but we're just doing this for kicks right and maybe this is just because we're waiting for the great glorious socialist takeover of lexington where we will have to pass a lot of sort of drawing conclusions based resolutions at the city um but um this is uh um insane to me because i'm watching this uh, uh, this happen at the meeting and clover just starts like saying what i would say and i'm like fuck I don't what fuck no 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 what is this i'm going insane um so clover shows up with an amendment to this amendment right? legendary stuff where he basically allows a lot of the word change to slide but insists that the uh line on scarcity be put back together put back in and Steve K literally just go, um, he says, he says one thing that's right, which is um, housing scarcity. Isn't the only factor contributing to gentrification. Of course. Right. Um, here I am secretly wishing Steve K is a closet Marxist. Like I, um, I don't think it's happening, um, but he says, I will let this amendment to my amendment pass because I'm interested in the unity or whatever. I'm interested in and in, in being uh, unanimous on this or whatever. And it gets passed and votes on unanimously. Um, but it's just very strange that like, you know, guys, don't be afraid to vote no to things. That's just all. That's what I'll say to this. Um, just
0: don't be afraid. It applies to many aspects yeah. of everybody's lives.
1: Uh, the other interesting thing that he did is that, so, um, in this, uh, in Cloyber's original thing, um, it is, uh, there's a line that says, is it important to consider how the current, how, um, how the 2023 comprehensive plan update can address urgent needs, but, steve k adds in to that um he he changes it to is important to understand how the current 2018 comprehensive plan and the 2023 comprehensive plan it's very interesting um i think he uh it is both a combination of him being like do not fucking throw me under the bus it is i vice mayor steve k and i will not be disrespected like this one um and two uh I think we're in sort of the sophomore sort of like uh, mental state for a lot of these new city councilors. They've shown up. David Kloiber feels like he can start like passing amendments or whatever. And there's sort of a big, like a David, this is already on the books kind of energy. Um, But at the same time, I love it. I love that we're acting urgent about it. I love that we're doing resolutions. Please our own administration work a little faster. Um, So, you know, there's that. Um, So now the language says, um, uh, and we urge the, uh, or, and blah, blah, uh, you know, dot, 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 urges this division of planning to consider any and all, consider any and all tools available to address housing scarcity in Lexington Fayette County when developing recommendations and goals and objectives for the 2023 comprehensive plan. Um, and so it passes. So congrats. We did it. Um, all my paper is out. My time is over. Um, ho- I think
0: I ran on time.
1: Uh eh. I beautiful yeah beautiful sure um i will catch you on the
0: flip side all right see you there you guys have been listening to lame the lexington adjudication marxist experience you guys if you like what you're hearing you can follow us on twitter as lame pod you can email us your uh comments questions concerns corrections corrections death threats uh it's at gmail.com or you i guess you could dm us blake's yeah, now gone DM to d he's now DM resorted us. to
1: dming us
0: i mean i i'm fine with that i That's don't cute. have a problem with well it. i'm just such a stickler for email you know me but yeah well there's a paper trail i don't know dm mm-hmm. us sure why we not like it. right um and uh, as always you can leave us a review on apple podcast it really helps us out so important guys getting, getting the word out
1: whoever there. left that one review for us very glowing I there love was it. uh literally made my day yeah i was to say um uh itunes rating
0: system still important mm-hmm. um uh, you know sure to listen to it and you know um and with that we have a very important side b coming up very critical um so let's get into it all right You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington Adjudication Marxist Experience. I'm Aaron and I'm Jenry. And it is the 13th of May, yeah. 2021. It's Side B time. We have side a big B. thing. Um so this this uh topic comes to us from a listener. This is so exciting. Um and kind of to go like to reiterate, you know, from the middle section, if you have a uh if you have a suggestion for us that you think we haven't talked about um no we have not run of run out of ideas yeah Uh, we have plenty of ideas
1: got them all up here folks um
0: but if there's anything you think we might have missed anything you think you know is coming up that we should focus on uh definitely don't hesitate to drop us a line over at selectsaint at gmail.com we will get back Mm -hmm. to you i will get back to you actually um and we'll we'll talk all right. Um, without further ado, though, we are going to go into side B. This topic for today is school resource officers. Otherwise known as COPs. SROs. Yeah, SROs. Um, yes, the intentionally obfuscational language here. Um, I guess on uh, kind of to lead off, Okay, yeah, this whole thing has been prompted by a rally This has uh, been kind of uh, has been happening or is going to happen um, Wednesday. Uh, again, just kind of to reiterate, and this is going to be in the show notes too. Um, Wednesday the 19th, 3 to 5, at the former FCPS district offices, 701 East Main, across from SAVS. Uh, also, fun fact a nuclear fallout shelter. Oh really? Yes. When did that? Win? I
1: love that. Oh, I yeah. love that we made an attempt, you know, because yeah. a lot of American cities simply didn't.
0: Yes, it's uh, very charming, and uh, we'll be there at the uh, rally. It's going to be a good time. Please show up mm-hmm. and uh, let your voice be heard. Uh, we're going to talk about why you should show up today. Um, so let's kind of get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what exactly are SROs? Uh, you might be asking yourself, you um, know, other than just cops.
1: Yeah cops with an evil twist
0: um if you look at the uh official definition uh they are sworn officers for safety and crime prevention in schools that's what they are on paper right a cop that you let into the school technically employed by the local police or sheriff's office interesting um the goal on paper is to be a resource for students about crime and law enforcement yeah so they can get first-hand experience about what it's like to be arrested and handcuffed
1: yes um, an important lie, or i mean in some in some cases very recently literally just shot and killed uh,
0: yes uh, and we're going to get into some of that um how have they you know schools have been dealing with discipline since their inception mm-hmm. um historically in the US uh we have seen you know initially there was just plain old corporal punishment you just yeah. smack a kid love that um uh in California though we see the first use of these sros in mm-hmm. the 60s presumably to prevent gang formation um and then and now I,
1: how how ironic that um that the biggest gangs in california are all in the police uh, uh unions
0: yes and the goal there was uh, the goal in general for sros is to get this is this is so sad to get students used to interacting with the police so fucked oh uh, need need any more proof that you're living in a police state folks
1: just check out a public school in the literally
0: mo- i mean you can area. go back to our last episode too that one of the one of the things you can go back to any episode we on it <laughs> yeah well specifically last episode with the racial justice and equality report um mm. because they wanted a website where it was things what to do and what not to do when stopped by the police yeah um kind of fucked up yeah that we have to that we have to do that um, so the goal is to get you know students interacting with these with these criminals um, and police programs you know they did things like dare um, and other very effective uh, yeah. so, initiatives.
1: so effective no one does drugs anymore thank you dare thank you thank you miss reagan
0: um, and outside of SROs, schools have also used things like uh, suspension detention community service and also counseling yeah um, and these are some of the things that are being demanded um, from this rally is kind of a, an an increase in those. Yeah. Don't use, don't use, um, shooty McShootums to, uh, discipline a child. Um, and so what does it kind of look like today in the state of Kentucky? I'm getting all this information from KYCSS.org. Um, that's Kentucky Council of School Safety or something like that.org. They have their annual report. Um, it's basically the cult of, uh, SROs. They all get together and they, Report on their statistics. Yes, um, is there as all of your schools that have SROs or equivalent officers? Um, Lexington does not have SROs specifically; they have a different type, which yeah, is like ERRO. We, like we, we, we have
1: it. Yeah, we have. Um, we have uh, L- Lexington has tried to ease the cop tensions by giving every single SRO cat ears and just calling them um, CSROs, cute. yes uh
0: now yes now they're all cute cat girls
1: yeah and and and, you know does not i shockingly does not matter who you put behind the badge they will kill you
0: um and most of the roles in kentucky this is what they claim are uh focused on things like advising safety policy (laughs) Um, If you look at my gun, there's like a breakdown (laughs) of what they actually do. And they're like law mentor Uh. uh, advising safety policy. Most of the apparently what they do is they don't arrest children they um, they just kill them they just they just advise administration oh my god yeah i'm just here advising administration taking what they're saying at face do i have
1: a gun do i have all the powers of a sworn officer Mm -hmm.
0: yes but i'm just here
1: to be give advice
0: um they're mostly assigned to kentucky high schools obviously you're you're at that age Mm -hmm. um they one of the things they found was that most of their um and they don't use the term crimes they use the term law violations.
1: That's so fucked up. Um,
0: which I don't, if there's any legal scholars out there, please let us know why that is.
1: I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, as far as I'm concerned, it's just corporate speak.
0: It's just more, I feel like it's just more obfuscation to kind of de, like to focus away from the fact that they're just arresting children and detaining them.
1: Yeah. I mean, they want to, they want to try and convince you that there's a totally different framework that they're using, mm-hmm. even though that the training that an SRO might take is totally unrelated
0: Yes, um, and so about one third of the uh, school safety budget is actually allocated to SROs and SRO payment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the Insane. other thing, yeah, the other things that they're funding um, for school safety is like counseling and stuff like that. But one third of it, they have eleven million dollars. God, um, and they, you know, they're they're getting a third of that. Our our man, Andy Bashir.
1: Andy. What have you liberal, done? Liberal
0: Liberal King. Yeah. Um, honestly. as of 2020, I monarch. Has signed into law a bill that requires all SROs in schools to be armed. Fuck, man. Uh, um and so I mean I no. look, we, we don't really know how that has actually you know, panned out specifically because as of February twenty <laughs> Yeah,
1: because um, she signed it like right before the pandemic. She signed I'm sure. it right before the pandemic, yeah. so it not
0: really, you know, nothing. We can't really see anything tangible well, yet. Just although, take a
1: look at what's happening in Tennessee as your little sort yes. of vision into what um, happens when you give these cops guns.
0: Nothing, nothing good. Nothing good is going to happen. Uh, mark, I mean, obviously, mark our words. Um, Forty-four thousand individuals have participated in state training related to dealing with bullying gangs and they use trouble students mm. as if you, a, if you have a kid with
1: adhd just shoot him
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean that's that's really what these sro people are saying um in 2018 so these statistics are from the 2018-2019 school year that's mm, the latest i could yeah. get it from
1: uh, i mean 2018-19 t- school year great time yeah i mean nothing particularly bad happened um the calm before the storm yeah nothing like 1920. Uh, it was um,
0: it was perfect. Um, the number of students getting in lawbreaking situations, though, is phenomenally actually low. There's whoa. not that there, for for the amount of money that they're giving to these police officers. Yeah. Um, Crimes. Very, there are. There's not that. It turns out there's not that many criminals in high school actually. So, in in the state of Kentucky, we have 648,500 and students. Would you like to take a guess at how many of those actually committed uh, mm. A a law violation or uh, they will say crime
1: three hundred.
0: Uh, I will. It's a little bit more than that. Nine <laughs> and a half thousand. Oh, oh. um, but <laughs> a little too it's optimistic still, here. Still, you know, like well, it depends on what you call like crime. One percent, two percent, yeah, that range, like very very small amount. Um, the the largest law violation that um, is actually changing from year to year. Um, and this has been consistent for. I guess since the advent of the internet is online harassment. Interesting. Before that, it was weed huh, and well, drug possession, but maybe, now it's online. Well, harassment. Maybe
1: why they're, maybe that's why they're calling it law violations because these aren't, some of these things, these students doing aren't explicitly crimes.
0: They aren't. Well, I, is it I it a, thought I, it is, recalled, I thought it recalled that uh, Kentucky has. Is
1: it a crime to um, bully someone on the internet? Because if that's the case, lock me up because I'm 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 getting all the, over David Kloiber's um, whole. Yes.
0: <laughs> there are harassment laws um, yeah. for minors in Kentucky, mm. so there could be violating those. Um, I'm not oh. a I'm not a minor law. Yeah. Uh, specialist. I only
1: I only like attacking old people online. Yes. So. Uh,
0: only only age of <laughs> uh, the age of consent to be harassed of... by podcasters. Yes.
1: It exists. Um. It's an unspoken rule.
0: Yeah, second was marijuana possession that that was flipped beforehand.
1: Um, Glad to see the bullies have finally uh, (laughs) taken over the uh, here's
0: here's kind of where it gets interesting um, because you take a look at if you want to take a look at the racial breakdown of all of this
1: Uh, probably not good.
0: Seventy six percent of Kentucky (gasps) no don't even finish (laughs) seventy six percent of Kentucky students are white.
1: (laughs) Okay, sorry I was okay. Yeah, Um, and so
0: you would expect that 76 percent of
1: in a a perfect world 70 percent of these criminals would be white
0: yes um that's not the case yeah um 50 percent of them (sighs) are white that's Um, okay
1: that's a little better because i was worried the 76 percent number was just going to be the number of non-white
0: right um but the number of black students in kentucky schools is you know low and there's people other people of color um the number of blacks, specifically black students, who uh, are in this uh, crime committing uh, group is 33 percent. Yeah, um, and then the other people of color fill in the rest. Mm. Um, so you can see a very disproportionate amount. That I mean, it's 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 yeah. based on racial profile. Look,
1: it's perfect. They've created a they've created a perfect mini uh, mini simulation of society at large. Look at them. Mm um expect nothing more from this the school system says to you
0: it's i mean they provide a lot of uh, information breakdown mm-hmm. a lot of statistics uh the number of students who have single criminal violation are majority white however once you go after a single violation then it switches to majority black yeah for all categories
1: now let's put our marxist thinking caps on why could this happen how could this be this way it's it could it, it There you don't think there's a link to poverty and, in, 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 in school crime.
0: Oh, one, you know, one could only think, right? One, because uh, uh, totally
1: hypothetically here, right. It's not like there's any data out there. Kentucky,
0: uh, historically border state. you know, mm-hmm. we had slavery post reconstruction. Yeah. Um, a yeah. you know, very, very difficult mobility wise mm-hmm. after, after all that was kind of taken away. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, not not a stretch of the imagination. Home.
1: Let me say this: Kentucky, home of the Breonna Taylor shooting. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's our new claim to fame. Apparently,
0: um, for all ages. Yes. So, I mean, I, don't, I that's that really our true. Speaks egalitarians. For yes. Now,
1: anyone could be killed in the night.
0: Um. So and also you know more socioeconomic stuff all like basically seventy five percent of these students who committed the crimes they yeah. were more likely to be on free or reduced lunch mm-hmm. yeah um, seventy five yeah seventy five percent very big majority mm-hmm. um, so what's what's going on in Fayette County Schools right you know you know about kind of what's going yeah. on yeah in-
1: now now that we've taken a look let's look at the specific evil hell hole that yes. I almost every time i see an article in the herald leader you all fans of it, um you know long time viewers of the show will remember i my brain instantly melts when i try to cover these idiots
0: according to the the all white school board yes according to the all white school board and also kyccss.csch.org uh-huh um, in 2018 there were 614 law violations in fayette county public schools 185 of them were from white students oh, 236 God were from black students, and uh, the others were mixed and, and different. Yeah, it, it's um, very clear. Yeah, uh, the the bias there. Yeah.
1: the um, especially in Lexington, the numbers seem particularly fucked.
0: This is. I'm going to read a quote from a uh, student, Micheline or Micheline. I apologize if I'm pronouncing My your sincere name.
1: Sincere apologies. We're two idiots with a microphone over here.
0: So this is uh, a Fayette County student. Um, and she says, a year and a half ago, a friend of mine from Bryan Station High School called me in the middle of the day and told me that an SRO harassed her for taking a trip to the bathroom without a hall pass. Oh, my God. There were four white students in the halls uh, at the same time, but the SRO ignored them to wait for the student of color outside the bathroom. When my friend exited, the SRO followed her back to her classroom with his hand on his gun. Fuck. My friend was in tears and when my friend yeah when my friend was in tears we spoke sobbing because the place where she was supposed to feel safe and protected to focus on learning was now putting her in danger this is just one story of the many that have happened to friends and to me this is why they started the campaign which is organizing the rally coming up this wednesday um she says while protesters march for racial justice and americans call for an end to police brutality we must not overlook the role that our schools play in our nation's systemic injustices. Search School Resource Officer Brutality online, and you'll find pages and pages of complaints about excessive force written by kids who haven't even reached high school. The police officers are supposed to be here to keep us safe, but that's not the reality for any of us, and certainly not because certainly not for students of color. Before the pandemic, when school was in person, I saw the cops roaming the halls every day. I feel more safe now learning from home than I ever did at high school. The school board is ignoring the facts, plain and simple. We've known for decades that cops in schools fuel the school to prison pipeline, pushing black, brown, and disabled students into the juvenile justice system. We also know that the best way to prevent school shooting is with the mental health support, which with district with the district cannot adequately support cannot adequately provide us. Uh, uh, while it spends millions on a school police department. This needs to change right now. Um, I mean, that's very telling. I mean, better said than I could have ever. Mm -hmm. Um, This is... They have some demands, which I will be reading. Um, And again, to reiterate, um, they have uh, the, the rally coming up this wednesday please be there show your support mm-hmm. they have they have 10 simple demands and we're going to go through them here mm-hmm. uh reduce the number of police officers to one per school there are schools in, in in fayette county that have five armed officers
1: absolutely ridiculous absolutely ridiculous i mean there's like most schools in fayette county also have like five hallways like yes.
0: can um limit the role of police officers the, the police officers play in school Officers should be stationed outside of school buildings and focused on responding to emergencies, with uh, no broader role in student discipline or law enforcement within the school. And police should not be teach- t- treated as coaches; um, they're just not—they're not your friends. Yeah, the police absolutely. Police are not your
1: friends, and, uh, and never assume they are. I mean, uh,
0: number three is invest money in mental health uh, supports and after-school programs that lead to positive long-term outcomes. The um, ACLU has a good report on this, but Kentucky is one of is among the states that has a very terrible student to counselor ratio. You want to have seven hundred fifty students to one counselor, uh, so Kentucky currently exceeds that, and that limits the counselor's ability to provide adequate you know mental health care in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, also, hire a lobbyist to uh, work on repealing the school safety the provision of the school safety act that requires one armed officer per school
1: yes obviously very bad um andy
0: is i i andy i don't know but I, the mean, I mean fraternal order of the police yeah are fop. in his pocket or yeah. there he's in their pocket he's in the yeah that would be that would
1: be i am like wait andy they're in your pie po- just pull them back Andy. yeah
0: Um, five is released, any and all records and data related to interactions between the students and the police officers in the district. I mean, obviously the public has a right to know. Yeah. Um, it's public tax dollars, you know, the drill,
1: the public cares. I mean, like the school is like the one thing that like many places, many governments still have like the one big monopoly thing on, like, like it's the one thing that Mm -hmm. we care the most about.
0: Um, and finally, I I said there were 10, there's actually six. God, Aaron. Um, it it happens. Making us
1: look so dumb and
0: It happens It happens to the best of us. (laughs) I got confused with the 10-point safety plan, which they want to review and revise. Ah, okay. Um, The district and community at large need to engage in a thorough evaluation of the 10-point safety plan, particularly how the plan has affected student groups mentioned above. This evaluation and new recommendation must include students, particularly those impacted by police, violence, and community members who are often let out of these decision-making processes. So, they have their demands... They're meeting on Wednesday, 3 to 5. We've said it a lot of times. So we're putting yeah. in the show notes.
1: Across from Sav's and the uh, former A&W. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in power, A&W. Um, um Please be there.
0: Show your yeah. support.
1: This is super messed up. I mean, like, so much. Stuff. I mean, like, even the... Um, I mean, like, I remember when, like, Dunbar got metal detectors. Um, And I'm just like, I can't imagine going to, like like, going through high school... And like with like metal like something that just like like very puts me in a very mentally bad place i don't know
0: you're setting these kids up for um i mean like what what are they expecting of the world right yeah i mean this is all they know
1: it's super i mean once again i mean like i don't know i just hate the police like it's i i mean you've listened to this podcast you know where we stand
0: lame lame actually stands for defund the police
1: yeah, shocker! Whoa, you're really revealing that. I That's thought we were saving uh, that for a big hundred episode special. Yeah, dude, we've wow. Been, we've
0: been lying to you this whole time. It doesn't stand for the Lexington. A changes every week. Yeah, this experience. No,
1: it's actually been um, uh, no. And uh, def- get rid of those cops, baby. If
0: we, I mean, if we get one thing out of this, if out of this podcast is that we should defund the police.
1: Yeah, and actually, each week I'm like realize how. With each passing week, I'm like it just just gets worse with these guys.
0: Just gets worse. They keep demanding. We keep giving them more and more and more. And this is the yeah. of this. This
1: is the thing about bad apples, folks. Bad apples accelerate the rotting of other apples in the batch. Um, that's the thing they don't tell you. And I'm in school, but speaking it's
0: true. of uh, speaking of bad batches, it's yeah. happened again. Yep. <laughs> you have blown past another <sighs> perfectly good hour. Out of there listening to lame we'd like to thank our esteemed executive producer
1: charlie carey
0: thank you very much um
1: thank you for uh, uh continuing to supply us with just the mountains of toner that aaron seems to act like we need to print out these uh, uh podcast agendas yes
0: um you know if you uh would like to follow us on twitter we are on twitter at lame pod you can email us your uh comments questions episode idea suggestions mm-hmm at at get those
1: iTunes review ins it's what I care about the most review in this world us Apple
0: Podcast, share us with your friends we're available on all platforms uh-huh. um, and even though the fraternal order of police puts us at the very top of their most wanted list <laughs> we just go we just increment by one up there baby <laughs> whenever they hear us say it this is lame.